a lake can come with its own personality, especially in Italy. There's a handful of decent-sized lakes hugging the Swiss border about an hour from either Milan or the Dolomite Mountains. The district offers a nice climate, outdoors activities, resorts of many styles, and scenic attractions for travelers of any budget ready for a little fresh air and relaxation. Twenty years ago, Patricia Fannin left Scotland to start tour guiding in the region and settled in at Lake Garda. Fellow Scotsman Donald White also left for the warmer world of Italy to teach English in Milan 30 years ago. He also leads tours in Europe and recuperates between assignments at his home on Lake Como. Patricia and Donald, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Donald, you live in Lake Como, and Patricia, you live on Lake Garda. When I think of it geologically, I think that the peninsula of Italy is kind of welded to the Alps, and there's these little lakes that, that ring the bottom of the mountains, just where Italy hits the mountains. When you go to the Lake District, how does that differ in personality from the rest of Italy? Because most of us know Tuscany, we know Rome, we know Napoli, and so on. What's the difference between mainstream Italy and the lakes, Patricia? Well, I can speak for, for Garda. It's, of course, a more relaxed lifestyle. It's uh, Living on the lakes is, uh, I'd say, more easygoing, more outdoors, more sports. Hmm. So it's less chaotic, but at the same time, because the lakes are closer to the borders, we get an influence from Austria or an influence from Switzerland. So we, we have the best of both. We bring Italy and Austria together. Because a lot of people, you know, the intensity, the bella chaos, the beautiful chaos yeah. of Italy is a bit much, and you can moderate that up in the Lake District. Do you call it the Lake District, or what is the name of the region? Ilagi. I think we would call it the lakes. The, the lakes. lakes. And, Donald, you live on Lake Como, and that's just an hour north of the big city of Milano. What, what's the difference when you go from your small lakeside village into Milano? What, what's the Well, the, the actually, atmosphere? it's more like Milan comes to the lakes because a lot of the homes on the lakes are owned by people from Milan, and they just come out on the weekend. So uh, they come out to relax. In fact, a lot of people I know at, uh, in Varenna, they live in Milan, and they only come out on the weekend. Well, there's a lot of famous people that do have a, a villa on the lake. I, oh, yes. I think there's even something called the Clooney Factor, isn't there? <laughs> what is the Clooney Factor, the George Clooney Factor? Well, I think that was more to do with property prices. That um, When he moved in, of course, uh, many famous people have come and lived. Before him, it was Gianni Versace, and then there's been a whole slew of famous people before that. But it kind of put up the... I think it put up property prices. I and any time yeah. a big villa came up for sale, the, the real estate agents, they'd put out a rumor that George Clooney was going to buy it, and somehow everybody would want to then, you know, pay more. Well, when, when you're in the market with people who where money is no option, they just want a view. It's not yeah, very good yeah. for the property prices. Patricia, when you're thinking of famous celebrities who have called the Lakes home, are there some others? Well, of course, uh, you had uh, Queen Caroline. You had of Britain. She lived in, in Lake Como. Uh -huh. Garda, on the other hand, was home to Maria Callas. Maria Callas lived in Sermione, but, uh, and it's well known for Mussolini, but many people don't like to mention that. We don't that. talk about, we don't that. Talk about that. Mussolini was killed on the lakes, wasn't <laughs> he? He was. Just he was trying to get up to Switzerland? Yes. Just across but from your yes, house. Uh -huh. What was going on? He was... Uh, um, he would, well, he realized that the game was up, and he was in a convoy, in uh, a German convoy. They were in German uniform, he and his mistress, Clara Petacci. Yeah. And they were going up the western side of the lake. They got to the town of Dongo. Somebody recognized them. They hauled them out of the convoy, and the next day they were shot. I remember he, he did a stupid mistake. He was, he was wearing an army uniform, but 
fancy shoes, dictator yes. shoes. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a fascinating region right there under Switzerland. It moderates the intensity of Italy. There's a lot of history there. It's sort of the spillover from Milano, lots of celebrities. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Ilagi, is that the word? Ilagi. Ilagi, yeah. the mm-hmm. lakes, the lakes. Of, of northern Italy. We're joined by Patricia Fannin, and she lives in Lake Garda. We're also joined by Donald White. Donald calls the region of Lake Como his home. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and David's given us a call from Houston in Texas. David, are you thinking about traveling to Ilagi? Yes, yes. We, we want to go to uh, Lake uh, Garda, and I wanted to compare and contrast those lakes to um, Como and Majori. In Garda, we're having a problem of uh, we want to do an Airbnb, but there seems to be a minimum one-week stay, and we don't have that long to stay. So I would like to ask your guides if there's some Airbnbs with a shorter stay mm-hmm. and to uh, just some things to do in Garda. Okay, so David, uh, we'll, we'll talk with Patricia because she lives on Lake Garda. Uh, Patricia, yes. what do you like about Garda? Well, well, David, Garda, it ticks all the boxes. A one-week stay is easy to cover. But Airbnbs, I would look at Riva del Garda. Um, If you do decide to unpack for a week in Garda, let me give you some ideas quickly. You could go to the opera in Verona. If it's summertime, it's a one-hour drive to Verona. You could do a day trip to the Dolomites. And by the way, that opera is in a Roman uh, theater, right? Amphitheater. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. You could also, the nice thing about Garda is the water is coming fresh from the Dolomites, from the glacier. So you can swim in the lake every day. It's spotlessly clean. You can also do great hikes, David. If you're a hiker, we have some of the best hikes in probably in northern Italy. We have great trails. If you're a cyclist, it is heaven. All levels. If you're a great cyclist, we can cycle you up and down the mountains with mountain bikes. But if you're not too good, we can get you a bike that's battery operated. We can take you up in the van and you can cycle down with a guide. So a week is easy to kill in Garda. What about the town of Sermione? It's got this amazing castle. Sermione is right at the southern end of the lake. Mm -hmm. It has one of the larger castles. But there's about five castles on Lake Garda. Isn't isn't Garda, which lake is famous with Germans for windsurfing? Garda. Garda. So there's a good wind for windsurfing. There's great windsurfing. Are you a sailor, David? You like to sail? No, no. Well, But uh, I don't do it on my own, but I'd like to maybe rent out something. You could easily take a quick sailing class at either Malchesney Sailing Club or um, Riva del Garda, if you take the kids with you, you can get them in, you know, like a canoeing class for 50 euros a week. Is Riva del Garda on the north of the lake? It's right up north. Because I love that town. Frankly, I don't like Sirmiano. It's very no, touristy. I, I don't like and it's, it either. It's quite pretentious. Uh, it's famous. It's cute. But I just feel like it's too commercial. But Riva del Garda, to me, has personality and a warm welcome. It's beautiful. It's a mixture of everything that's Austrian and everything that's Italian coming mm-hmm. together. Okay, now, David, that's uh, Garda from somebody who has decided to live on Lake Garda, but Donald here decided to live on Lake Como. Donald, how would you, what's the charm of Lake Como for you compared to Garda? I think it's uh, it's it has more culture, more historic villas. Mm-hmm. I always think of Garda as being more sporty, mm-hmm. although it has everything as well. But sure. Lake Como uh, has definitely got the most dramatic scenery. You know, you I think you hit it on the nail, sporty, because Garda is it's very sporty. It's yes. very outdoorsy. Yeah, uh, hikes, uh, sailing, uh, windsurfing, mm-hmm. lots of German, uh, you know, macho men <laughs> and so on. But you go to you go to Como. We have that as well in Como, but, but you I got would the say villas. La Dolce Vita is what is famous. Yeah, uh, the, you, you, the, you got the artists. We've got beautiful villas. 
throughout the centuries. I mean, it's been the Salon of Milan, and ah. the famous people would come there. They'd get away from the heat and Verdi, they'd have their villas. Stendhal, Bellini. Stendhal, Bellini, Rossini, oh. so many companies, Liszt, Franz Liszt. They Rossini, all came to, lasagna. Yes. <laughs> they came oh. to. Oh. Although and we don't really eat pasta on Le Como. You don't? No. What we do you eat? Polenta. Oh, polenta. And risotto, more than pasta. Because aren't the Venetian people called the, no, the Veneto people called the, what do you call it? The polentone. The whole of the north of Italy. The polenta eaters. Yes. What's the word again? Polentone. Polentone. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> but I, you know, I think that there is, if you want the great outdoors, perhaps uh, Garda. If you want um, sort of 19th century romantic villas, wisteria, promenades, old romantic steamers. Of course, Le Como is famous for the resort Bellagio. Yes, Bellagio, Bilacus, where the lake goes into two, because Le well, Como's that's what got a Bellagio very... Bellagio means. Yes, is... Bilacus from the Latin. And the, the tip right there is called Spunta... Punto Spartivento. And what does that mean? It means the point of land that divides the winds. Punto Spartivento. Okay, so we go to Bellagio, and that's where people uh, visit with their poodles and so on. They're very it's nice. It's a little bit more upscale, yes. But across the way is my favorite town. Which is Varena. Varena. That's where Varena. I live. <laughs> I know. I love Varena. And that's your, your more laid-back, smaller town. And you can get to Bellagio in half an hour by the boat. It's the best. It's absolutely the best location because we've got the train station, we have the ferries, and we have the motorways. So it's the most accessible from Milan. Okay, so we've got Como, Lago di Como. And what's the Italian word for honeymoon? Luna di Miele. Oh, that's big. (laughs) That's that's a big big business. I think my sense is Lake Como is honeymoon lake. It it is. People are there on anniversaries or honeymoons or romantic getaways. And uh, I go there to convalesce. If I'm really fried and burned out, a couple of days on Lake Como, I'm I'm good as new. So we've got a a person who loves Lake Como and a person who loves Lake Garda. There is another big lake, Lake Maggiore. Uh, Patricia, how do you describe Lake Maggiore? Well, I would say Lake Maggiore, again, is, it's a lake that's it's partly in Italy and it's partly in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's even closer to the border, a little bit cooler, like Lake Como, Lake Maggiore, they're closer to Switzerland. So the temperature tends to be a bit cooler than, than the other lakes like Garda and the Molveno. But what I find with Lake Maggiore, again, you've got beautiful historic palaces there. You've got the Borromean Islands. On the island, there's a palace, right? The, yeah, beautiful Borromean Islands, Isola Bella. But my favorite thing about Lake Maggiore, my favorite day trip, and, and you might have done this, is is take the train from Streza through the little valleys, the Cento Valleys, 100 valleys. There aren't really 100 valleys. And that little train goes through these little towns where, you know, the workers came from in days gone by, the poor people. Hmm. And it goes down into Switzerland and then take the steamer back from Switzerland into Italy. So Switzerland is part on Lake Maggiore? Yeah, yeah. Locarno. So, so you can take the train to Switzerland and then take the, the boat back? You take the train... Um, to the border, okay, uh-huh. Domodossola, uh-huh. and then Domodossola, you get a, a, on a tiny little cog train that will take you it through the villages wonderful. into Switzerland, and then you pick up the ferry and you come back into Italy. It's a day trip. So, and, and the main tourist town on Lake Maggiore would be Streza? I'd say Baveno or Streza. And from Streza, you go out to those Borromean islands. Easy. It's uh, 20 minutes on, a, on a, a boat or the lake ferries. All the lakes have wonderful ferry systems. Uh-huh. Okay, so David, are you taking notes? I am, I am. Thank you. That's all good information. (laughs) Any more questions for Patricia or Donald? Well, it seems like the Lake Garda is more for Germans and Italian uh, visitors, and the other lakes are more for American tourists and abroad. Could they comment on that? What do you think, Patricia? 
Well, you see, Garda was originally for the German tourists, but Garda is getting a more... We get a lot of Scandinavians because we have a lot of um, sailing races there as well. Mm-hmm. We get a few Americans. Americans tend to stumble on us by chance and they love it. You know, one thing but to remember is Europeans are into nature and, and, and fun in the sun, whereas Americans are more enthralled by old stuff and romantic stuff. Yeah. So it's logical that a European who's surrounded by old stuff and surrounded by, you know, 19th century Victorian or whatever romantic stuff, they wouldn't be so enthralled by that. And they would go to uh, Lake Garda for the windsurfing or the sailing or the hiking, whereas, you know, a lot of Americans would, want, would find Lake Como, I think, a little more interesting. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Lake Como is definitely, I'd say, more more scenically beautiful and lovely old villas uh, too. But but Garda does also have, if you want that more relaxing pace, Gardoni Riviera. It's where the Austrian emperor and a lot of the Austrian aristocracy at the breakup of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire, it's where they built these gorgeous villas. Mm. With well, you know, you've got to see Church. both of them. And they're so easy to visit. Everything. You rent a car, you use the train. David, have a good time when you visit the, what do you call it, the Lagi? The Lagi. The Lagi, the lakes of... North Italy. Thanks, David. Yeah, thank you, Rick, for having me on, and Houston, Texas loves you. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. The lakes that inspired Romantic-era poets and attract A-list celebrities today are our focus right now on travel with Rick Steves. Our guides to Northern Italy's Lake District are Patricia Fannin and Donald White in a conversation we recorded prior to the pandemic. Donald was also with us recently to talk about the nearby city of Milan on program number 664 in January. You can listen again from our website at ricksteves.com slash radio. Jeff's calling from Scottsdale, Arizona. Jeff, do you have a plan to go to Italy in the future and check out the north? I do, I do. Uh, I am flying into and out of Milan, 10 -hmm. days, and um, right now have the first three nights in Milan and two nights in Verena on Como. Okay. I'm certainly coming up with an itinerary, and uh, obviously... Some of the things you all have just been talking about hit home, no question about it. But I was also wondering about the Bernina Express mm-hmm. into the Alps. Um, I would like to touch them before I, I return home. I love this idea, and you got a cool plan. You're 10 days in and out of Milano, very easy train connection up to Varena, which is midway up Lake Como. So you got the big city, three days, and that'll be a, a, a big highlight for you. Two days to relax on the lake with Varena as your home base. I would rent a car and venture up into Switzerland, or you could take the train. I know Don's a skier. Mm-hmm. Don, let's think of leaving Italy for a minute, using Lake Como as a, a springboard. What lies just to the north in that, Switzerland? That is a wonderful trip, because yeah. you can do from the Berlin Express two areas. One way you go up through the, the Valtellina, which is a wonderful wine-growing area, mm-hmm. um, beautiful area for food as well. And then you would come back by Switzerland. So you come by St. Moritz, the Engadine. The Very Engadine. spectacular. So yes, uh, E-N-G-A-D-I-N-E, yeah. Engadine. Engadine. And they speak that, that's where the... the Romance. Romance. So yes. 2% of Switzerland uh, has spoken this old, old language. Yeah, yeah. And that is actually one of the very spectacular journeys. So you can do it all by train as well. Yeah. If you want to take the train up to Tirano. And then you get the, I would say, the most spectacular part of the Berlin Express going over to St. Moritz. And then you would come back by post bus. Okay, and but it if is you want coordinated to, for the tourists. It is coordinated. It, this yes. is a, a popular You can do trip. this as a day trip from Varenna. It is possible. Whoa. 
That's but you true. might want to take the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could drive over the Bernian as well in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And then perhaps take the train journey just as fun there and back and maybe spend a night up in St. Moritz or up in the Engadine. I, if you're going up there, I spend down. the night up yeah. in the... Because yeah. it's, a, it's a unique part of Switzerland and St. Moritz. And it it's is. It's very dramatic. It is. And also the north of Italy, the, the, the Valtellina, did actually apply to become part of Switzerland. Their application was rejected, but they're very <laughs> similar in mentality well, ten, to 10% the Swiss. of Switzerland speaks Italian, the Ticino, yes. and yeah. you can yeah. visit that also yeah. as a springboard from this region of northern Italy. Jeff, you've got a good, a good um, amount of places you can fill those 10 days with beautifully, I'd say. Great. Thanks very much. Good luck on your trip, Jeff. Thanks for the call. All right. Bye-bye. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We are talking about the lakes of northern Italy, and we're joined by two um, Scottish expats who managed to go to Italy 20, 30 years ago, fell in love with it, and now they live in the northern part of Italy on its romantic and beloved lakes. This has been so much fun talking about a region of Italy that I really enjoy, but I, I to be honest, haven't explored enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just close with a, a favorite moment in the lakes of northern Italy. Patricia Fannin. Well, you know, one of my favorite moments is is taking the the private boats or the, or the lake ferry out to the islands of the Borromean Islands. I love to... The, all three islands are very different because... So this is Lago Maggiore. This is Lago Maggiore. And when you get off on the first island, you have this beautiful, beautiful palace, these marbles. It's very over-the-top decor. And this belonged to an important family, the Borromean family. You know, they're still pretty important today in Italy. So the, the, the nobles centuries ago went to Lago Maggiore and the travelers today they can enjoy, to enjoy the Lago same thrills. Maggiore, yeah. Donald White, what is a moment you'd like to uh, just kind of in, entice people with about the lakes? I think people think about La Dolce Vita. In fact, I named one of my houses that I lived in La Dolce Vita. And uh, people love to enjoy the sunset from the terrace or... Even better, take a boat out. If you can go out, many people now are are going to give you a sunset cruise where you'll have some Prosecco, take you to a nice restaurant for some antipasti and really enjoy the sunset over the lake. And that has become one of the great things to do. It's very chilled out for the evening. You're not sightseeing. You're not doing anything hard. We're just relaxing and enjoying the ambience. You just stoked a memory, a beautiful memory I had on Lake Como. (laughs) I went over to uh, Menaggio for a dinner. And the dinner was so good, I missed the last ferry. I had to hire a taxi to get across the, you mean the you lake. You didn't swim? I didn't swim. <laughs> I hired a taxi. And the taxi, we went across the lake, and the, it, was, uh, it was just that beautiful twilight hour. Yeah. Yeah. And we stopped in the middle of the lake on the way back to yes. Verena. Yeah. And I just thought, this is magnificent. Yes. Lago di Como. Oh, no, and you no. want to be playing some Verdi as you sip your Prosecco oh, outside perfect. Verdi's villa. Oh, yes. oh my <laughs> goodness. Well, Ricordi's villa. Donaldo, Patricia, Mille grazie. Prego. Prego. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. In my latest book, For the Love of Europe, I share the highlights of a lifetime of exploring Europe. My favorite experiences, sights, and encounters in a hundred essays. If you love Europe too, this is four decades of greatest hits in 400 pages, made to order to stoke your travel dreams. You can order your copy of For the Love of Europe at ricksteves.com.